Welcome to the Answers on Aging podcast. This podcast provides solutions to your questions and commonly faced challenges about caregiving, legal and financial issues, personal struggles associated with the normal aspects of aging, and the unforeseen obstacles that oftentimes can be life-altering and even devastating. Each episode dissects real-life, real-time issues and will often feature special guests who bring expert-level knowledge and free resources straight to you. This podcast is hosted by certified elder law attorney Todd Watley and licensed nursing home administrator Sarah Scott. Together, these aging experts bring an impressive combined 30-plus years of experience to the table in order to give you all the answers on aging. That's right. This is Answers on Aging, and my name is Todd Watley. I am one of your hosts, and thankfully, I'm here with my co-host, Miss Sarah Scott. Hey, Todd Watley, and hello, everyone. Welcome to Answers on Aging, the podcast with all of the answers for you, the aging individual, or you, the caregiver of an aging individual. Um, today, in episode 21, we are going to answer the question, what can I use money for when on a spin down to qualify for Medicaid? And I feel like usually we do a pretty good job of remembering to say this, but it's very important this today, especially. especially that you consult your own attorney yeah. and just understand that this podcast is for educational and entertainment purposes only and can be used as kind of a template but everybody's facts are different yeah. and they matter. Yeah, the purpose of this show is to just, you know, one of the most common misconceptions is, particularly if you're married and your spouse goes into a nursing home, the perception is but from church to beauty shop to sometimes even the nursing home will, yeah. will say, you got to spend down to $2,000 before you can qualify and you're going to lose your house. And it's just like people just are panicked. Mm -hmm. And from your side of things, Sarah, you know, doing the care navigation, we've seen people who refuse to do what really needs to be done, which is put someone into a nursing home so they can get the care they need, but they don't do it strictly because they're afraid they're going to lose everything. Yeah. It doesn't matter sometimes how many times you tell them you do get to keep your home. You do get to keep your car. You do get to keep a big chunk of your life savings, but she needs care mm -hmm. more than what you're providing. And I'll just kind of cut to the chase here real quick. I mean, there are, there in the right hands of a good elder law attorney who truly knows what they're doing, you can protect everything, pretty much everything for a couple up into the hundreds of thousands of dollars. All right. Now we're not going to go into all of that, but I do want you Number one, I want you to understand there are things that can be done. You don't have to go broke. You don't have to spend all of your money on the nursing home in order to qualify. And particularly when we're talking about spend down, we're generally talking about that for a married couple. 
The spend down for the single person really doesn't make sense because Medicaid has this policy out there. Every state has to do this to some degree is they have to put a lien on the assets owned by the person who qualified for Medicaid to get their money back. Okay, so yes, they will let you go on to Medicaid owning your home and a car and things like that. But at your death, Medicaid wants to be reimbursed for that. And so therefore they put a a lien on it. So with a single person, it really doesn't make sense to spend a ton of money on property because you're just going to refund Medicaid for everything that was spent. So we're primarily talking about spend down is in a spousal case where one spouse goes in, but one spouse does not. There's a whole section of the Medicaid rules called the spousal protection rules. And those are rules passed by Congress because Congress thankfully did realize in this situation where one spouse is going to the nursing home, the other spouse is not, that spouse not in the nursing home, also known as the community spouse, they need to live. They need to have a house to live in. They they need income. They need assets. They need a car. They need to live while this while their spouse is in the nursing home. And the rules just very simply are, are fairly generous, but in the hands of a good elder law attorney can become very generous and allow you to protect hundreds of thousands of dollars. Okay. Yeah. So that's the end of the, the story basically. So let's go back and fill in some details here. Yeah. So I'm a married woman. My husband needs nursing home care and we have about a hundred thousand dollars too much before mm-hmm. he qualifies for Medicaid. Okay. And the nursing home says, okay, well, you're going to have to be private pay uh-huh. until he goes down to $2, the $2,000. Uh-huh. Therefore, I'm giving the nursing home $98,000. That drives me crazy. <laughs> because <laughs> that does not have to be done. It doesn't have to be that way. It shouldn't be that way because the $100,000, the $98,000 that you're going to have to spend can be spent on his care, but it can also be spent on a lot of other things that will help the spouse at home. It might free up some debt, and it also will enable that resident to get on Medicaid quicker. Yep. So So let's let's talk about that. Okay. So we start with things that are called non-countable assets, things you can own and still qualify for Medicaid. This is a little bit state-specific, okay? So please, again, I can't emphasize enough, you need to seek the advice of your own attorney. Mm -hmm. I am not telling you how to do this on your own. I'm just opening your eyes to things that can happen, okay? So the, the very common... Non-countable assets are your home, and it can, in all states, it's up to $600,000. Some states have adopted a higher amount because a $600,000 home in New York is not much. A $600,000 home in California is not much. And and so some states can go up to $900,000 and still qualify for Medicaid. So your home doesn't count. Anything that is in your home, stuff in your attic, your couches, you know, washer and dryer, things like that, TVs, computers, they don't care. You can also own one vehicle. Mm -hmm. 
and your prepaid burial plan, if it's an irrevocable burial plan for your funeral, for your plot, for services, everything, that doesn't count. And in some states, okay, some states, the IRA of the spouse not in the nursing home doesn't count. Okay. Okay. I know a lot of our listeners are in Arkansas, and that is not the rule in Arkansas. Okay. Okay. But in some states, you can protect the IRA of the community spouse. So those are things we don't count. And you'll see in just a second why those are important. It's four things, the home, the stuff, the car, the burial. Okay. Okay. Write those four things down. So now everything else counts. All right. So like Sarah said, they have $100,000, let's say, or Let's say $200,000, okay? Okay. If you have $200,000 in countable assets. So now when that person goes into the nursing home, that is known as a snapshot date, okay? That is the the day that we take a snapshot of your financial picture, Mm -hmm. take out the non-countable stuff, add up all the countable stuff, and what is that number? And for our example, it is $200,000. On that date, each spouse gets half, Mm-hmm. Okay, so at $200,000, she gets 100000 he gets 100000 okay. And like Sarah said, we've got to spend $98,000 before he can qualify. You can spend that on the nursing home, but you can also spend it on the non-countable assets. All right? And I just want to say that the, the 100000 a piece, that is, I mean, you don't have to like create a whole new checking account to show it's just on paper it's just on paper Mm -hmm. but in the math equations that dhs does that's how they're going to divide it up yep yeah good point (laughs) so we've got to spend ninety eight thousand dollars basically so one of the best things is what if there's a ninety eight thousand dollar mortgage on the house yeah i mean that's beautiful one check pay off the mortgage, and if it's after the snapshot date, okay, mm-hmm. this the spin down has to occur after the person goes into the nursing home. And right. just a quick rabbit trail here. So many times we get calls from people saying, oh, no, my husband's in the nursing home. I guess it's too late to do anything. No, this is when this we is actually when we do it. Yeah, this is yeah. when we get to work. Had you seen us six months ago when neither's in the nursing home, there's really not much to do if you think you're going to be there fairly quickly mm. because of the five-year look back. And so if you come in and it's like, he's sick, I know he needs to go into the nursing home, but I'm just afraid to. Well, we don't do anything until you actually put him into the nursing home. Right. So once he's there, after the snapshot date, we write one check, $98,000, pay off that mortgage he has now spent down and she's got a paid off house and he's on medicaid and life is good okay yeah so we we pay off or pay toward the mortgage anything that that house needs can be spent from his column and so my example that i see repeatedly is you know she's like i've always wanted siding on the house and he's like i'm not paying that much money and i'll paint and you know so it's like okay his painting days are over mm-hmm. why don't you go spend fifteen twenty thousand dollars on siding for your home and he's not going to be there anymore he's not going to be there have so to look at just it. go do it <laughs> so yeah siding windows roof plumbing electrical heat and air systems 
um, you know, there's a lot of things that probably need to be done on this house. And so after the snapshot date, we can now spend money that's in his column and get that house fixed up so that number one, it's probably worth more. Right. And number two, she doesn't have to worry about it. Yeah. All right. Yeah. No more painting if you put siding on there. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. you know, do the roof, do what needs to be done. And then we look toward household furnishings. How old is your washer and dryer? How old is your re- refrigerator? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is it very inefficient? Is it 20 years old? And you can now buy one that probably burns about a third of the electricity Uh or is it just wore out and so they go through the house look at things that really need to be spent because if it breaks two years from now while he's in the nursing home she's got to pay for it out of her half of the money so let's just it's got to be spent on something so let's just spend it Uh then we move down to the car how old is your car well it's Eight years old, but, but it runs fine. It's only got thirty thousand miles. <laughs> exactly. Well, you're going to be driving okay. to the nursing home every single day, particularly once COVID is over. You're going to be driving to the nursing home every single day to go see him. So let's get you a new car. Not mm-hmm. a. You don't have to buy a new car, but let's get you a newer car, so that you don't have to worry about it. If the transmission goes out, it should be under warranty, and so let's at least think about that. And then finally. We do burials, okay? Mm-hmm. We make sure that, for sure, his burial's paid for, and most DHS offices will allow you to spend for the wife's burial also, okay? So after you've done that, I mean, that's quite a bit of money, yeah. okay? You can spend hundreds of thousands of dollars doing that, and the faster that you do it, okay, the sooner he goes on Medicaid. So many people, I've, I've had clients, I actually have a client, now that has taken about eight months to spend money i don't understand it they're paying for the nursing home and still just slowly spending money it's like well tell us when you're done but you could do this within a month you know and soon as it's done he qualifies for medicaid and his income typically goes to the nursing home and medicaid makes up the difference and so the faster you do it, and I've, I've had clients that have just amazed me. I mean, they come in on the 20th, mm-hmm. of, and in my states, you can only qualify on the first day of the month. That right. is not the case everywhere. I, I am also licensed in Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. In Oklahoma, you qualify the day that you're qualified. You know, if it's the 3rd, 5th, 20th, or 1st, just whenever. But in yeah. Arkansas, you only qualify on the first day of the month. And so I've had... Arkansas clients come in on the 20th and they needed to spend about 80, 90, $100,000 and buddy, they did it. Yeah. I mean, cashier's checks and it was gone. Mm-hmm. And so they're now on Medicaid and she gets to keep all the assets now. Do okay. you recommend cashier's checks? Well, yes. Particularly if you're toward the end because, you know, I've had people go buy a car yeah. and, you know, since we're doing spend down, they just paid cash for it. They just, wrote a check for $28,000. I don't know what the dealership does with the check, but it a month later, it, it, it's still not cashed. Uh. I'm like, what are y'all doing? Cash the stinking check. Because DHS looks at your bank accounts right. to say, what is your balance? Not, have you, quote, spent this money? Well, it's not spent till it comes out of your bank account. Uh-huh. So therefore, with a, a cashier's check, it comes out wow. of your bank account mm-hmm. as soon as you do it and so for 
our Medicaid purposes, it's gone. Mm-hmm. So yes, I do recommend cashier's checks, but that's not a necessity. Gotcha. All right. Um, so that's basically spin down. I mean, that's yeah. that's a quick version, but so many times we have married people in nursing homes that they're paying privately mm-hmm. just because they don't know that there is something that can be done and they're just slowly spending down to that 2000. Mm-hmm. Here's a strange thing real quick that people don't understand. You know, let's say that in your situation, they had $200,000 when he went in and they've just paid seven, eight, ten thousand $10,000 every month and they've spent $98,000. There is no one out there that's going to send them a letter or tap them on the, the shoulder and say, hey, you've, you, you have now spent enough money. There is no one out there watching that. Mm-hmm. The nursing home, they will take your check as many times as you want to write it. DHS is not involved because you've not asked them to be involved. And so if you spend $110,000, $130,000, they'll let you do that. And if you then come to me and I say, oh, you've overspent by like $30,000, you don't get a refund. Now, yeah. we, we can go back three months, uh-huh. but that's the most we can go back. And so I have seen so mm. many clients come in to see me that are not only qualified, but they were qualified six or eight, ten months ago. Ouch. And that's a lot of money that you're not going to get back. And so I beg the nursing homes, I beg people, every time I speak to a group, it's like, please come see us. Mm -hmm. You know, especially if you're in a nursing home now paying privately, please come see us. Mm -hmm. But before, and then ideally before you go to the nursing home or as you're going in, to the nursing home, please come see us. We can save you a ton of money and get you the care that you need and you don't lose everything. Ta-da. Ta-da. So that's spin down real quick. Please, 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 I will say it a third time, get your own attorney because this stuff is complicated. State rules are different. You have to get your attorney. I would highly recommend a certified elder law attorney because Mm -hmm. you, you know, that's what they do. They've been tested. They've been vetted by other attorneys and it's a difficult process to become certified. And you can know that with a certified elder law attorney, they know this stuff. They do. And in our show notes on the website, Mm -hmm. the NELF organization, the National Elder Law Foundation Mm -hmm. website will be listed. So you can just click on your state and there's a certain like little extra star to let you know if they're a certified elder law attorney or not. If they're on NELF, they are certified. Oh. Yes. Well, there's something special out beside a few of them. Those are, they pay extra for their Okay. Profile or something. Okay. So, and there aren't CELAs everywhere, certified mm-hmm. law attorneys. There aren't CELAs everywhere. And um, I, I would recommend that you drive to go see one. But if you just can't, a another side is the National Academy of Elder Law Attorneys. And that link will be down there also. The NAELA, N-A-E-L-A dot O-R-G, is... An organization that attorneys, they simply say that they do elder law and they can pay the five, six, seven hundred thousand, or not, not five, six, or seven hundred dollars per year to be a member. And they can say, I am a elder law attorney, I am a member of NALA, and that's true, they are. 
there, if you are certified, they will designate that you are certified, but you do not have to be certified to be on the NALA website. My recommendation is if you do call someone who is not certified, ask whoever answers the phone, what percentage of your cases are elder law cases? Okay. If it's less than 75%, call someone else because this is important stuff you don't want to be messed up i mean i can look at our local nayla list and i know there are attorneys on there who may do it but they don't do it a lot Mm -hmm. and they call me for questions and so um please be careful you want the best you want someone who truly knows what they're doing and you know i was a i am a member of NALA and before I was certified, I was there, but I did 100% elder law and I think I was good at it. So I'm not saying they aren't good. I'm just saying be very choosy and pick attorneys. And basically if they do, if they do less than 75% of their practice as elder law, I would call someone else. Yes. Anything else? No. That was pretty good. That's good. So um, please understand there are things that can be done. You don't have to be broke to get the care that you need, and Mm -hmm. you get that advice from a good elder law attorney. That's right. Thank you all so much for tuning in to the Answers on Aging podcast. Check out our website, share with your friends and family, and um, subscribe. Thank you for listening to the Answers on Aging podcast with Todd and Sarah. Be sure to hit the subscribe and keep tuning in each week as they bring you helpful, useful, and easy-to-find resources for making life as we age as simple and enjoyable as possible. For more information about this episode, visit AnswersOnAging.com. Click on the show notes tab and take advantage of the free resources right there at your fingertips. To see Todd and Sarah live, tune in to the Facebook page, Senior Services NWA, to catch their weekly live radio program every Wednesday morning. Todd and Sarah welcome feedback and love to answer your questions. So please let them know what you think by leaving a review and share with your friends and family.